In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Christian Brito. My name is Jeff. I'm super hyped for football. Football. All right, with me tonight, we've got Armando Crespo. What's up, Armando? What's up, guy? It's all right. You can follow me at Thunder Crespo. I'm super hyped to go camping this weekend. Going down Yosemite's can be awesome. Wait, what? That does sound awesome. Are you going to take football with you? Like football on your phone? Yes, sir. I'm going to be watching on NFL Mobile. And rewind on Monday. We're awesome. not getting paid to, to advertise those products on Monday. You know that, right? Oh, shit. We're not getting paid <laughs> to advertise anything. We're not getting paid. Bum, 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 bum. I don't... Okay. Also with us is intern Rich. Go to hell, Richard. Are you talking? Shut up, Richard. <laughs> no, how you doing tonight, Richard? None of that? Nope. Damn. Are you mad because I drafted a better team than you? Dude, my team is fucking ridiculous. In all leagues. In all leagues. All right, so we just finished doing a draft right now with a couple of our writers and the four of us. Um, my team is is ridiculously good. It's just beautiful, actually. Um, you could just hand me the championship right now. It would be better if you got Langford, but unfortunately, <laughs> this guy got him. I got Marvin Jones, and we're talking about bench players. Who cares? Langford's not going to be benched by the end of the season, brother. He's no, that's be right. You're right because back. you have Jamal Charles and Arian Foster. He's going to be your number one by week three. Hey, as long as I'm winning games, I don't care who's starting. All right, so I guess you care who's starting then. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have a very full episode tonight. We're going to be talking about half of the games previewing the NFC home games previewing the Thursday night football game and um you know we've got a lot to cover so let's go ahead and get into our previews previews all right so very exciting time here this is our very first preview of the actual football season here we'll go ahead and we'll start off with Thursday night footballs uh, Carolina Panthers at the Denver Broncos so an exciting matchup here it's a repeat of last year's Super Bowl we'll go ahead and we'll start off with the Carolina Panthers of course that quarterback we have Cam Newton what do we think about Cam Newton going up against this tough defense here yeah so I currently have Cam Newton ranked five I moved down a bit just because the Denver Broncos have a great defense and that's the only thing they have going for them this year so if they're going to win any games they have to stop every quarterback that comes through the house. So I moved him down to five. I still Cam Newton. He's still amazing. If you have him, you start him. But I dropped him all the way down to five. I actually dropped him a little lower than you. I, 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 went, I went ahead and I dropped him all the way down to number eight. Um, a, lot of the, a lot of other quarterbacks have much better matchups this weekend. And, you know, Cam Newton going into Denver to play 
at Denver, and it's it's a primetime game. That defense is going to be fired up. It's the best defense in the NFL. It's, it's going to be a tough matchup for them. Ultimately, I do think that Carolina is going to win the game, but um, there's other options available as far as Cam Newton. Number eight, though, that's that's still that's still a good good spot for him. Yeah, I'm I'm on the same boat. I have them at number nine. Uh, the Panthers playing at Mile High on Pot New Stadium. Um, for for me, I I think this defense is going to be pretty much just as good as last year, and I worry a lot about Cam Newton being able to perform against that defense. Uh, he is going to put up decent numbers, but I don't expect him to be a top five quarterback. All right, moving on then to the running backs. Of course, Jonathan Stewart for the Carolina Panthers. I currently have him at number 22 for the same reasons that I have Cam Newton a little lower. It's that tough Denver Broncos defense. Uh, the Broncos last year, they were they were number number 22 as far as fantasy points allowed to the to the running back position. 22 as far as the uh, on the low end. So really they were the number 11 defense last year. Yeah, we uh, get it. against 22 yeah. more difficult. Right, right, right. right. Tw- yeah, 20 seconds. 22 in terms of fantasy points allowed, one being the best possible matchup and 32 being the worst. Correct, correct. All right. Yeah, I, you- I pretty much I pretty much agree with you on Jonathan Stewart. I have him ranked 21, and I have Amir, people like Amir Abdul and Isaiah Correll ranked above him just because of matchups. So, yeah, I'm not, I think that's a great place to put him as you know, 21 for this matchup. Where do you have him, Brito? I have him at 27. Again, this this uh, this matchup for me is not something that I really like for most of the Carolina Panthers' offense. Um, I'm kind of scared they're going to have a very crappy game as an as a team overall. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the wide receivers, then where where would you have Kelvin Benjamin then? Because you have you said you have uh cam newton at nine and then you have 27 for jonathan stewart so where's kelvin benjamin in your rankings <laughs> so kelvin benjamin for me uh is all the way down in the 40s so when we're talking about kelvin benjamin it's not just the defense it's also the not just reports at this point but the very likely scenario that he's going to be on a limited snap count um you know i i really if, if I had any other – Jonathan Stewart, he's okay. Like, you can play him. He's going to be a flex play. You put him in your lineup. Kelvin Benjamin, I would look for alternatives at this point. I would probably play someone off of my bench rather than play Kelvin Benjamin. We'll have a 45 um, and Devin Funches at 46 amongst my wide receivers. Yeah, I've got I've got Kelvin Benjamin among high end wide receiver threes at this point. I have him at number thirty nine. Devin Funches, I have him a little lower. I've got him at fifty five. Um, just like you said, Brito, there are gonna be, if you have any other wide receivers that you can possibly plug in uh, that have much better matchups than this. Uh, even if it's guys like you know Alan Hearns or Willie Sneed or Vincent Jackson, I have those guys ranked ahead of Kelvin Benjamin at this point. Do you think that he's gonna have any kind of first game jitters back from his injury? No, the, the thing with Kelvin Benjamin that made him so incredibly productive in his rookie season was volume. And if you're telling me that not only does he have – he's being challenged um, for snaps by Devin Funches, but he's also going to be on a limited snap count coming back from injury, I, I'm very worried about him playing. And then you add on top of it the fact that they're playing at Denver, who to me is, if not the best defense, one of the top three defenses in the league – I, I want no part of Kelvin Benjamin in week one. 
Yeah, and you mentioned the limited snap count. That's not something to, to keep in mind just for today. I think Ron Rivera said earlier today that the limited snap count is going to be something they're going to be looking into throughout the entire season. So any Kelvin Benjamin owners, you're going to want to go ahead and find out a little more information on that, uh, see exactly when it's going to be the right time to play him because at least for week one, I'm, I'm going to pass on him. Yeah, I currently have him ranked, you know, 31, 33, Devin Bunches and um, Kevin Benjamin. I just believe they have talent and they have to score some points somehow. I don't believe it's going to be through the ground this year. I mean, this game in particular. So, yeah, I have him 31, 33. They both have great talent. You know. Who do you have? Who do you have higher? Bunches by one spot. You mean two spots? Yeah, two spots. <laughs> All right, and and of course at tight end uh, Greg Olson Greg Olson who, where do you guys have him yeah, he's the he's the one guy that I would feel okay playing that safety valve Denver again great defense but they you know maybe allow a little bit in that middle of the field Greg Olson should get enough production that you feel comfortable playing him I have him at 6 yeah, the Denver Broncos last year were giving up about eight and a half points per game to the tight end position. I have him. I have Greg Olson right now at number three, just behind Gronk and Jordan Reed. Yeah, I just All looked right. at my rankings. I have him at six, by the way. Um, Kelsey's ahead of him as well. Okay. In my rankings. All right, and on the other side of the football field, then we have the Denver Broncos. Of course, at quarterback, they're going to be putting out their Trevor Simeon. Uh, I don't think Trevor Simeon is worthy of a start in any kind of format. Um, He's, he's pretty much number 31, 32 on my list. He's facing the Carolina Panthers defense in his very first career game. Um, plenty of turnovers are going to happen, in my opinion. So uh, I would definitely pass on him. What do you guys think of Simeon? Yeah, I'm not playing him this game. I, I got to see him play first <laughs> in, a, in an actual regular season matchup before I even think about starting him or even adding him to a roster. Right, I don't think anybody's playing Simeon. Um, I think the real question is whether or not you feel comfortable starting these wide receivers. Yeah, speaking of wide receivers then, uh, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Of course, Sanders, he just signed his contract extension, so he's going to be pretty excited to play. Um, I currently have Demarius Thomas at number 19 among wide receivers. Where do you guys have Demarius Thomas? All right, I got, I got, I got Demarius Thomas at 13. Um, I do see That's a pretty little, high. Yeah, I do see a little bit of a decrease for the Carolina Panthers' defense this year with the loss of Josh Norman. I know they still have a very nice front line. Um, so it's it's really going to depend on how well the offensive line of Denver can perform. Um, but if they can hold if, – if, if Trevor Simeon can get any sort of protection in that pocket, I, I don't have anything to fear with the Carolina Panthers' cornerbacks. So I think Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas – will be just fine in this game. I don't expect otherworldly numbers, but I expect them to be just about what they have always been, at least you know last year, where we saw a little bit of a decrease in their production. But uh, I think they'll be just fine. Where do you see C.J. Anderson then? You don't think they're going to be handing off the ball that much this game? I mean, they, they're definitely going to be trying to establish a run. That's something that, that this offense wants to do. Um, but I don't necessarily think it's going to be all that productive um i think you're kind of hoping for hoping for a touchdown but he'll be fine i i don't think it's going to be a scary situation where you have to avoid cj anderson i think he's a middle of the road rb2 right i mean as far as the marius thomas goes like i said i have him at 19 right now 
Um, I just don't see a situation where, you know, Trevor Simeon is really going to be airing it out all that much. And like I said, I just feel like that, that Carolina Panthers defense is going to cause quite a bit of turnovers in this game. So I would feel that they're going to be handing off the ball a little more to C.J. Anderson, kind of rely on the running game until Trevor Simeon feels a little more comfortable. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I have Demarius Thomas at 18 and drop Emmanuel Sanders all the way down at 35. I completely agree with everything you guys are saying. That sounds yeah, really got, low for Sanders for me. I've got Emmanuel well, Sanders at 37. Wow. Guys. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, you got Lockett against Miami, Brown, Hearns, Fitzgerald, Jordan Matthews. All those guys are way ahead of them this week. I mean, they have better matchups. You would rather play Jordan Matthews this week? Oh, maybe I should change that. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to make a bet right there. I'll make a bet on that. I'm gonna. I'll keep it. Jordan Matthews over Emmanuel Sanders. Go. I'll take Emmanuel Sanders. I'll take Jordan Matthews. All, All right. right. Put it on the pad. Put, That's like a female pad, like like the, a sanitary napkin, like a like a handkerchief. Oh, that's our name. We got a we got a name for our board bets. They're the sanitary napkin bets. That's stupid. All right. Yeah, it is. All right. All right. Do 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 we want to do we want to talk about the tight end situation at all for the for the Denver Broncos? If you're desperate, start Virgil Green, but avoid overall. Where do you guys have C.J. Anderson this week? Fifteen. I've got him fourteen. What about you, Armando? Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. Okay. Middle of the road RB two. I don't think I would be. I would be much more worried of starting Jonathan Stewart this week than C.J. Anderson. Yep, I agree. All right, moving on then to our next matchup. We've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Atlanta Falcons. So, of course, we have Jameis Winston coming into his sophomore season this year. Where do you guys have Jameis Winston this week against the Falcons? All right, so Jameis Winston. I currently have him ranked 19 among mm-hmm. quarterbacks this week. I have him just behind Mar- uh, Mariota and Dak Pre- and just in front of Dak Prescott. I think he's going to have a pretty decent week this week. He has a pretty good matchup. Yeah, I currently have Jameis Winston at number 14. I have him behind Kirk Cousins and Tyrod Taylor. What about you, Brito? Where do you have him? I have him 14 as well. I think he'll have a just fine week. I'd be more concerned about his upcoming schedule after Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, Moving on. Uh, Although Atlanta was no slouch against the pass last year, mostly because they were fucking terrible against the run. Horrible against the run. (laughs) Exactly. That that is a very misleading stat. Do not believe any of that. They were bad on defense. It's not misleading, right? It's just teams tended to run the ball on them. So here comes what I think it will be in a Doug Martin and – Charles Sims game. I'm sorry, I I do that sometimes. Um, although although to be fair, I mean yeah, they, everybody was running a lot against the Falcons last year. They were technically number seven as far as points per game allowed. They had 19.9 points per game allowed to quarterbacks, and their touchdown interception ratio was actually pretty good. 19 touchdowns allowed to 15 interceptions taken. Right. So here's the thing about the Atlanta Falcons defense uh, last year: um, what teams were doing a ton is running the ball and short dump-off passes to the running back. They gave up so many points to running backs on passing plays. It was – and I really actually like Dion, um, Charles Sims. I don't know why I keep saying Dion. Um, I really like Charles Sims this week. Um, and I like Doug Martin, even though I've been a little bit lower on Doug Martin on, in this offseason. I like Doug Martin a lot this week. Yeah, the Falcons, the Falcons actually gave up the second most – 
uh, receiving yards to the to the running back last year. They had 944 yards allowed in the air to running backs. Go ahead, Armando. Nah, I think we covered it. I don't need anything. You were about to, I, Mar- I, I cut you off. No, you're fine. Doug Martin, I have ranked in top 12. I think there's lots of good uh, matchups this week, and Doug Martin is just top 12 for me this week, but he's still going to produce points. Yep, I have, just, him, I have him at right. 10. Yeah, I have McCoy and Charles in front of him. I might move Charles down depending if he's playing or not. He's not gonna. He's he's not gonna play. Yeah, I currently have Doug Martin on my rankings at number seven as well. So I've got him up there. Uh, moving on then to the wide receiver position. Uh, of course, we've got Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson on the Tampa Bay side of the ball. Where do you guys have those two coming into this week? Yeah, I um I think Mike Evans is gonna have a good week. He can that little stat about about Atlanta's pass defense might have been a little bit misleading last year. Mike Evans is gonna be for me, he's he's a top five receiver for me. Um you know, we've seen the emergence of what that offense wants to do. They want to have Jameis Winston kind of take on a little bit more this season and I don't think it's just going to be a good game for Mike Evans. I think it's going to be a good game for for Vincent Jackson as well. And I think you can get away with Vincent Jackson being a flex play this week. Yeah, I currently have Mike Evans ranked number five and Vincent Jackson all the way down at 40. I do think if you are just a wide receiver or thin a wide receiver, Vincent Jackson is a sneaky play for sure. Yeah, I got, yeah, I've got Evans at five and Vincent Jackson at 36. Yep, I've got Evans at 7 and Vincent Jackson also at number 36. So a low-end wide receiver 3 there, which like you said, he could be a flex play. Uh, what about the tight end position then? Anybody uh, of, you're not uh, t- anybody nope. of, of, of note to, to cover there? Nope. Not on either side of the ball. <laughs> nope. Yeah. I mean, maybe Jacob Tammy over there in Atlanta. Maybe, maybe, but no. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with Cameron Brait. I'm not touching Austin Safarian Jenkins. And... Uh, Jacob Tammy even less. All right. Other side of the ball then. On the Atlanta Falcons side, we've got Matt Ryan at the quarterback position there. Are we expecting anything out of Matt Ryan this week? Um, Matt Ryan is a fine, you know, high-end quarterback too. Um, if you kind of need a little bit of a dart throw, he's probably going to be on your waiver wire if you need him. He's got a decent matchup you know Tampa Bay was bottom half in the league in terms of fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position um they averaged 16.9 fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks in four point passing touchdown leagues so um if you're in six point you're you know about 20 points a game that's that's gonna get you enough production to get out of the week I don't expect you know otherworldly performance. I don't expect Matt Ryan to finish as a top five quarterback, but I expect him to get you out of the week and get you enough points if you're kind of punting on that position for the week. Yeah, I completely agree. Like we talked about in the previous episode, Matt Ryan is a really good way for um, a streaming quarterback to play this week. Um, He is safe, so you're guaranteed about 15 points from him, but don't expect much more than that. He'll get you through the week, like Brito said. Yeah, he is going up against the Tampa Bay Bucks. He gave up the 11th most most, uh, quarter points to the quarterback position last year um, not much improved there so if you need to go ahead and if, if you're playing Matt Ryan in a QB2 league in a two quarterback league you can feel comfortable doing that um, otherwise he's outside of the top 12 for me as well All right and what about then Devontae Freeman where do you guys have him uh, he's in my top five I believe he's gonna catch the ball in the backfield a lot this game and uh, yeah he's gonna run the ball it's all they got Tevin Coleman so uh but watch out for Tevin Coleman this game as well. I think they're going to be running the ball a lot this game. 
Yep. Yeah, I, I currently have Devontae Freeman at number six. What, what do you have him, Brito? I have him at six as well. I think he's going to be just fine, and I really don't see too much reason to worry about Freeman in this game. Who would you rather have in this game? Would you rather have Doug Martin or, De- or Devontae Freeman? Devontae Freeman. Yeah, same. De- yeah. Devontae Freeman gives you that floor that you can just be confident about. And he catches the ball out of the backfield. Catches, which Doug Martin does he not. catches the ball out of the backfield. They seem to like him a lot around the goal line, and he has a nose for the end zone, whether or not you know they're giving him the ball there. You know, d- dump-offs. He's he, he's going to probably end up with, you know, five catches, and he'll probably try to get into the end zone at least once. You'll, you'll probably end up with a touchdown. So I, if we're talking about a guy with a floor, I like Devontae Freeman a lot this week. Would you guys be concerned at all about Julio Jones missing a little bit of time today? No. He misses every pra- every Wednesday practice. He does. Every yeah, he does this <laughs> shit. He'll play. He'll be fine. And where do you guys have Julio Jones? I've got him number two right now. He is my number two wide receiver this week. Yep. Ditto. Number two, yep. All right. All right. So moving on into the next matchup is the Cleveland Browns at the Philadelphia Eagles. So we're going to be able to go ahead and get to see a little bit of the rookie Carson Wentz along with the return of RG3 to the Cleveland Browns. That sounds so so nasty. That was such a gross. Like, (laughs) all right, we got the greatest quarterback matchup of Carson Wentz versus who's on the other side? RG3, like, okay. I'd I'd much rather watch this one than the fucking Rams against the 49ers. Yeah. I would much rather watch. This is going to be fun to watch. I, I want to see RG3 do good. Where do you guys have this, him ranked? I don't even know if I have him ranked. You got to have him ranked. Well, I, I hope you do. RG3 is my 18th quarterback, and Carson yeah. Wentz is my 31st. Yeah, I didn't rank Wentz. I have RG3 at 15. I mean, I would not be surprised if they score 50 points each because those defenses are that bad. What? Like, then, if, then why would if, you have why would you have Jameis Winston? I mean, uh, why would you have RG3 so low then if you think he's going to score 50 points? I, I, I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not going to bet on it. I might put my, you know, my, uh, my whatever on it. Like, I, I think it's going to be a re- – it's really bad defenses, man. Like, it's going to be ugly to watch. Um, anyways, so – for me, for me, I've got RG three at number sixteen. I expect him to have a pretty good game here. Uh, you know, he's going to get you a few, a couple points on the ground. He is going to go up against the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Last year, they gave up over twenty five points per game to quarterbacks. So, you know, he, he's he's got Corey Coleman out there. He's got Terrell Pryor. Um, you know, he's he's got a couple of he's got Duke Johnson to go ahead and be able to dump the ball off to. You're Jerry making Barnes. it, you're making so it sound got, like uh, Terrell Pryor and Corey Coleman are going to be world beaters out there, <laughs> right? <laughs> he's got Josh Gordon looking at him from the sideline. No, he's probably not even allowed there. You feel uh, you still feel good about that, Rich? Yeah, I feel good about that. He's got targets out there. Duke he's Johnson. Got, he, he's got he's got a guy he can throw the ball deep to with Terrell Pryor. He's got Duke Johnson to be able to dump it off. To. He's got Gary Barnage as well. He's got targets there. He's gonna be fine. Hey hey Richard, would you trade? Uh, do you want Jimmy Graham over uh, Gary Barnage? I'll trade him to you. No thanks, but thank you for mm-hmm. offering. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of the running back situation, then for the Cleveland Browns, we've got a couple of running backs there that you can go and choose from: Isaiah Crowell and Duke Johnson. Who are you guys leaning to more this week? Uh, Duke Johnson this week. Go ahead, Brito. Sorry. I'd much rather have Isaiah Crowell. Like I would right. why, much, why I would much rather have Isaiah Crowell. I 
What are your I think what are we your saw in the pre- I I have Isaiah Crowell at 29, Duke Johnson at 39. Wow. Okay. So I I bit my tongue on that one. I have Isaiah Crowell 18 and Duke Johnson 24. Wow, you have them quite high. I've got, I've got yeah, Isaiah Crowell, you've got him higher than me. I've got Isaiah Crowell 33 and I've got Duke Johnson at 23. The reason I have Duke Johnson higher is because the the Eagles they gave the, they gave up more touchdowns to the running back position they gave up six touchdowns and almost 800 yards receiving so i think he's gonna have a good game on the receiving end of the ball crowell might have more rushing yards but definitely duke johnson's gonna be able to win his 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 points this week but on the receiving end duke johnson did not look good to me in the preseason um again I'm, i'm gonna reiterate this point i would not be surprised if this offense is going to lean on whoever is going to be that one back if we don't actually see that split that everybody kind of expected um you know similar to Cincinnati's offense with Gio Bernard and Jeremy Hill I'm kind of thinking they might actually start to lean on one running back on Crowell if he can get the job done and perform in that role now if he can't then in that situation you might have Duke Johnson higher but um if there's anybody that's going to score a touchdown at the running back position, I'd much more rather gamble on that being Crowell than Duke. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I agree. My grandkings say I have Crowell over Duke. I think they're both going to score points this game. This is, like I said, I would not be surprised if both teams score 50 points. This is going to be so ugly. All right, let's go ahead and move on into the wide receivers here. Uh, we've got Terrell Pryor and Corey Coleman on the Browns end. Are these? Are you guys playing any of these guys in any of your leagues? Do you own them in any? Of I your don't. Leagues? Dale does, though. You fucking idiot. Jesus, I'm sorry. Oh man. All right. So, which one of these guys do you have ranked higher? I have Tevin Coleman ranked 41, and I'm not even sure I ranked prior. I don't believe that's going to translate into that regular season. Yeah, I've got Corey Coleman ranked higher here. I have him at number 40, and I've got Terrell Pryor at number 64. But I should probably go ahead and look into that here a little, little more. I, I would much rather have Corey Coleman. Uh, I, I'm saying much rather. And um, chances I mean, are, though, chances are we, we don't recommend starting either of these guys. So we'll go ahead and we'll talk about somebody who you think. Uh, who I disagree. Think I think you could totally get away with starting Corey Coleman as your flex. I think you could totally get away with that. I, I just see there being so many other options available, especially at the flex. Give me, give me an option. But, give me, not, give me a name. Give me a name. It's a Jackson. All right. You say, you, yeah. Don't give go. me, don't give me a guy right next to Mark, Mark Sweeten. Where? All right. I'm getting. I'm taking another bet. Corey Coleman over Marcus Wheaton this week. Put it on the. Put it in my notebook, and I'll. How about how about Corey Coleman over Willie Sneed? Ooh. Oh, I don't want to do that one. But I'll take it. Corey Coleman put that one on. All right. Definitely take Kenny it. Kenny Stills. Are we, am I just going to put all my chips in on Corey Coleman? <laughs> Sounds like you did, bro. All right. I'll take this Kenny Stills one, too. Who the fuck's keeping track of these? Yeah, Rito's right. Richard's fucking The listeners. Yeah. The listeners are. I'm not I'm not. You're the intern, anything. bitch. I'm not writing shit. Go get me my damn coffee. All right, if there's someone out there that wants to keep track of these bets starting this episode, like you want to keep track of these bets 
we'll figure out a price for you, but there'll be a prize for you if you want to keep track of these bets. You send them to us, we'll put it on. I'll our send you site. a picture of Richard's yep. dick. That's a that's a punishment. Grand prize. Grand right prize. Oh, too far. <laughs> All right. We can't uh, say that, right? We're not gonna get sponsored by anybody. Well, maybe maybe Pornhub now, right? Yeah. Maybe Pornhub because <laughs> we've mentioned them like eighteen times. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We'll go ahead and we'll go to the tight end side of the of the field there. Uh, of course, Gary Barnage for the Cleveland Browns. Where do you guys see Gary Barnage ending this week? Currently, I have him as the number eight tight end. What about I have him the same exact spot? Um, I have him right behind Julius Thomas and right in front of Dwayne Allen. Really? Yeah, I've got him ahead of Zach Ertz and Julius. Fuck Thomas. Zach Ertz! Don't start him. Really? I'd rather have all those guys over Barnage against Philly. Well, you you you've been a Barnage hater the, for a long time. It's though. not that I'm hating on Barnage. I think he's a decent tight end. RG three does not target his tight ends, guys. It's a new it's a new age, man. We don't know what RG three is gonna do. It's been a full year That's before true, we see him but play. But I mean, what we do is kind of base off track record. That's what he's only is. played one full season. So where do you have Gary Barnage ranked then this week? I have him at 11. I have him behind Ertz, behind Dwayne Allen, behind Julius Thomas, behind Antonio Gates. All right, and that and that's fine. 11, I'll, I'll respect that there. At least you still have him in your top 12. You know what? Fuck okay. it. I'm going to put him at 13. 13? Just Best McDonald's in front no, of him. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking. I'm look, there's a couple guys that I, I think are very viable options right behind him in Clive Walford. Was playing. Oh New my Orleans. god! Get... Yep, that's a good. That's yeah, a good but matchup. don't put that in your fucking top twelve. What the fuck are you thinking? He is. A, he is my number twelve. I've, tight I've end got him week. at thirteen myself. <laughs> and Eric Ebron is my thirteen. And you guys told me at the beginning of the episode, Eric Ebron, you know, is practicing in full. No, but I'll, I'll leave Barnage at eleven. I think that's fine. All right. Uh, on the other side of the field, then we've got the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, of course. Carson Wentz. He will be making his. Uh, regular season debut there. Nothing, nothing really to talk about as far as fantasy wise go. It's going to be fun to watch him play. I hope he does well. But what about Ryan Matthews as far as the running back there? Where do you have Ryan Matthews ranked? I have him ranked in my top twelve. He's number twelve for me. It's a beautiful matchup. Like I said, they're going to be running. They're going to be playing offense like a motherfucker this game. So start Philly players right now. Why did I take three Corey Coleman bets? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck you were. Sm- because you, you love Corey Coleman, bro. 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 I don't you love don't, Corey Coleman. You don't love Coleman him as much as Gary Barnage, but. Yeah. Uh, I got Ryan Matthews at 14. Um, he'll be fine. He'll be, be good. Great. He's playing a soft defense. Um, and he's, you know, he is a high-end RB2. Uh, for some people, he's going to be a low-end RB1 this week. And I think that's just fine. I think he's going to be a yeah, sneaky got... play. He's, gonna, he's a great draft day value. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I've got Ryan Matthews at uh, number 15. The Browns last year, they gave up the fourth most yards to running backs. So I expect a good game out of Ryan Matthews as well. Darren Sproles, don't play him, I guess. Anything you want to say, but no, nothing on Darren Sproles. He, he's a player to kind of tr- keep track of, I think, and see what his production looks like um, over this first couple games. I mean, he could end up being by the middle of the season a very sneaky player uh but for now i'm i'm probably not trusting it 
so we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll just because I just, I just had this question pop into my head then about as far as backup running backs and anybody that could be a sneaky play later in the season. So where would you, how would you compare then Darren Sproles to like a Bilal Powell, for example? He's, Which one of those guys would you rather have? He's not a primary ball carrier. He's never going to be a primary ball carrier. Bilal Powell could take that role, and we saw him take a lot of that role on towards the end of last season where he was a viable starting option. Um, if anything were to happen to Ryan Matthews, it would be Kenya. It would be Kenyon Barner, in my opinion. Um, I know a lot of people. I, I know a lot of people are on the Wendell Smallwood train. I think it would be Ken, Kenyon Barner um, mixing it in with Smallwood. Um, you know, let's just hope that doesn't happen because that offense is already hurting for weapons. All right, and of course for tight ends, we've got uh, Zach Ertz. I've got him currently number nine. Where do you have him, Armando? I am ranked top twelve. Um, he's number twelve. I think that he's gonna be just fine. It's gonna be a terrible defense. Like I've been saying, this whole cast play your Philadelphia players and your Cleveland Brown players. Well, the Cleveland Browns were pretty were pretty good against the against tight ends last year, uh, but still, I I think Zach Ertz is gonna have a, a pretty good game. Like I said, I've got him at number nine. Yeah, I got him at eight. I think it's um, yeah. you know, it's 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 interesting though. The Cleveland Browns last year they they gave up the absolute least amount of of receiving yards to the tight end position. So something to keep track of there. They, they did, did something right. Touchdowns. They did give up a lot of touchdowns. They gave up the fifth most touchdowns. They have ten last year. And that's not what that's not what Zach Ertz does do. He's yeah. uh, he doesn't know what the end zone is. He he needs that GPS. They actually had the the second. The, the second least uh, receptions allowed to tight ends. They had 63 receptions last year allowed to tight end and the least amount of yards. So, all right, moving on then to the Oakland Raiders at the New Orleans Saints. This game right here, I'm going to be excited to watch too. I, this is going to be an offensive showdown here. These these two teams. This game right here? Back and forth. This game right here. This is my game of the week. Right, right here. here. This game? This game right here. Is it my game of the week? It's definitely not Dolphin Seahawks because that's going to be a not, fucking shit show. Not a knife, not if you're a Seahawks fan. Anyway, uh, the Oakland Raiders at the New Orleans Saints. We'll go ahead and we'll start off with the Oakland Raiders. Derek Carr, where do we, where do we see him this week? Like I said, I, I think he's going to be scoring a ton of points here. I personally have Derek Carr at number five for this week. Whoa, I'm at seven. I completely agree. They're going to be tossing the ball. <laughs> He's like, whoa, baby. <laughs> whoa, you are on the money. <laughs> All right, you guys have him five and seven. Uh, I have him at six. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah, that's pretty so good. We got a little burrito sandwich going on there. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Nice burrito burrito. It's a whole, whole <laughs> lot of meat in that sandwich. <laughs> oh. That's just a triple cheeseburger right there. That's a goddamn submarine sandwich right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, hey, um, board bet, board bet. Derek Carr over Cam Newton. Who wants to take this that? This week? I have it ranked that way. We yeah, all have I'll it take, ranked yeah, that way. I'll take Derek Carr over Every Cam single Newton. one of us have it ranked that way. <laughs> I have Cam Newton over him. Who wants I'm to take a board bet? That bet. Over, over, over Derek Carr this week? Yep. Yeah, I'll take that. I'm not, do, I'm not doing All right. that. All I've got, right. I've got Derek Carr. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, whoever whoever is keeping track of the bets, take that one down as well. 
We've had way too many board bets this game, this <laughs> podcast. Well, there's, there's uh, 16 more weeks to go. So We're, we are still trying to figure more. out exactly the methodology for our board bets. So far, what we have is there's going to be minor punishments for each bet and major punishments at the end for the loser of the board. Major punishment. Like somebody, somebody might lose a pinky. <laughs> hey, would you rather lose a pinky on your hand or your pinky toe? Uh, your hand, because yeah. that's a hundred percent your pinky. Body. Very smart, very smart. Good job. All right, all right. So, what about the the running backs here? We got Latavius Murray and DeAndre Washington for the Oakland Raiders. How do you guys feel about them this week? Well, I'm not touching DeAndre Washington this week, not until Latavius Murray gets injured. Um, but I do have Latavius Murray ranked 10 currently, and I would not be surprised if he finishes even higher than that. Yeah, I agree. I've got Latavius Murray right now as the number 10 running back, just like you do. For DeAndre Washington, I've got him at number 41. Obviously, the bulk of the work is going to go to Latavius Murray, but uh, DeAndre Washington is somebody that you definitely want to go ahead and hold on to if you own Latavius Murray. Or even if you don't own him, if you want to go ahead and keep him on your bench, he's somebody definitely to have. He, he should be on somebody's roster in all formats. I agree. Uh, for me, Latavius Murray is going to be, like you guys mentioned, a top 12 running back. I have him at number seven, uh, just in be, just behind Devontae Freeman. I think he's going to have a good week, and, and I like him there. I mean, I, I would feel very confident starting Murray this week. Yeah, Latavius. It's a good thing I have Murray, Murray and Freeman. Yeah, Murray, the New Orleans Saints, they gave up a ton of yards on the ground to the running backs, a ton of receiving yards to running backs. Uh, They gave up the second most points to the running back position, period, last year. So this is going to be a big game for Latavius Murray and a big game for the Oakland Raiders all around, in my opinion. Yeah, so we're all pretty high on Latavius Murray then. What do we think about the wide receivers here? Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree, where do you guys have them, respectively? They're both going to have some pretty good games. Um... You know, for me, I have Cooper inside my top 10, um, and I have Michael Crabtree as a top 24 receiver. I've got Cooper at number 8 and Crabtree at 24. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Cooper ends up with, you know, the touchdown. We saw him be very effective in the red zone last year, and he outscores um, uh, Cooper in this week. But I think they're both going to have very nice games. I'm a little higher on both of them than you are. I've got Amari Cooper at number four, Damn. and I've got Michael and I've got Michael Crabtree at number twenty-one. Okay, wow, that sentence is gonna offend someone. <laughs> I, I I have Cooper at twelve, and I have Crabtree at twenty-three. Who do you guys have above, in front of or behind Cooper, Brito? I have Cooper at eight, right behind him. I have Cooks, AJ Green, and Ty Hilton. Yeah, I'll put that. I'll I'll do a bet on AJ Green over Cooper right now. Mm. You're gonna lose. You're gonna lose that bet, Armando. I, I wouldn't. Nah. I mean, there it's two spots in nah. my rankings. Um, that Jets defense looked really good this preseason. That's the take only. It. That's the only. I'm not. Take gonna, it. I'm not gonna take that bet because I think AJ Green's a better player than Amari Cooper. Um, I just think that Saints defense is a juicy matchup. I'll take the bet. Take it. Amari Cooper over AJ Green this week. 100%. Oh God. Nobody's gonna want to uh, do that uh, that board bet project for us. Yeah, nope. no, they're 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 gonna be interested, and then about halfway through, and then they're gonna realize that we added like eight more after they <laughs> that they'd want to do it, and they're just gonna say fuck this. Dude, there's three bets just on Corey Coleman. 
and not just three bets, but yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, there's three. Never mind. I was gonna say with each of you, but it's two with one and one with the other. Listen, if anybody if anybody wants to go ahead and keep track of these bets and send it to us on Twitter or through email, we'll go ahead and we'll send you a t-shirt, Easley Fantasy t-shirt. A t-shirt for every bet. No, what the? What are they gonna do with eight hundred t-shirts? <laughs> Fill their closet, man. Fucking sell them. Every single day, eat, sleep, t-shirt. <laughs> All right, and so that pretty much covers then the the Oakland Raiders on the other side of the ball for the New Orleans. Hold on, Saints. hold on. Brito talked about a tight end he ranked in the top twelve that played for Oakland earlier. You're right. You're right, Mister Clyde Walford. Yeah, Give, drop some knowledge on us, please. He's playing New Orleans. Yeah, I completely glazed over over Clyde Walford, so I apologize about that. I've got him number thirteen myself. Um, again, it's a ma- it's just a matter of the of I'll the Oakland Raiders offense. I'll give you a very going, a going very simple a horrible defense. Very simple stat. Okay, this is what the tight ends did against New Orleans last year over the course of a season: ninety six receptions, twelve hundred ninety yards, and eleven touchdowns. That's what tight that's what tight ends did. They allowed an average of 12.19 fantasy points to opposing tight ends. That Which is was the most. That yeah. is absurd. Well, that's nice. Good, good job, Brito. And you have him outside of your top 20, Armando. I did. I just moved him up. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did you remember to, to move Robert Turbin down? I was looking for Zach Miller, who was who played for them 10 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Zach Miller's a sneaky play this week. <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah, that was good. All right, so yeah, Clive Walford. Uh, if if you're if you're not happy with your tight end situation this week, uh, definitely go ahead and check your waiver wire because chances are Clive Walford is going to be available out there for you. So if you know if if you drafted Eric Ebron or anybody else and you're just not too comfortable with them, go ahead and check your waiver wire. Yeah. Um, he is currently available in, let's see here. He is owned in 2.7% of leagues. So he is definitely available for you. And just like Brito said, he has a great matchup this week. He's also got a pretty cool beard. All right. On the New Orleans side of the ball, I, he's, we have Dubries. I currently have him number two behind Aaron Rodgers. He's going to have a beautiful game. Anything you guys want to add to that? You got a nice contract extension. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he should be happy with that. What was it, like two years, $43 million or something like that? Yeah. He's rich as fuck. Yeah, he's, uh, what was he, number two behind Eli Manning among active players uh, in all the money that they've collected. Some, some, some stat like that. I currently have him at number four right now behind Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Andrew Luck. Where do you have him, Brito? I got him at four as well. Who do you oh. have ahead of him? Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Andrew Luck. <laughs> All right. I I have Andrew Luck ranked 10. I don't know what you guys are seeing in Detroit, though. That's going to be. All right. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Actually, uh, actually, yeah, you're right. We'll talk about it tomorrow, Armando. All right. So, we're all obviously, if you have Drew Brees, you're going to be starting him. Same can be said for Mark Ingram here. Uh, I currently have Mark Ingram in my. Uh, let me see. I've got him in my top five. I've got him at number five. Where do you guys have him? Ingram? Yeah. I have him, I have him in my top ten. Um, I have him exactly number nine. Um, I have him ahead of Latavius Murray right behind Eddie Lacy. 
I mean, you, if you have Mark Greenman starting him, but keep an eye on CJ Spiller this game or Tim Hightower, whoever the backup is. CJ Spiller has a really nice preseason. It's really tempting to grab him on drafts, but uh, just keep an eye on him, see how he plays. He was awful last year, but his preseason, he's been sparking it up. I hope not, because he's going to get suspended. CJ Spiller? He said he, he said he was sparking it up. Yeah. I know. I, I, I know. I fucked up. I said lighting it up. I meant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where do you have where do you have Mark Ingram there, Brito? I got him at eleven. Uh, it's just some guys that outside have, of your top ten. Wow. There's some guys that have wow. some very nice matchups. Like I mentioned, Doug Martin earlier. I'd rather have Doug Martin. I have Martin at ten. Let's, right uh, now, go ahead and do. Let's do a, a this or that. You can go ahead and give us. We'll give you some of the the running backs and that you have around them. All right. All right. So Armando, you have you said you have Mark Ingram where? Number nine. Number nine, okay. I've got Mark Ingram at number five. So this week, Ooh. then, Rito, would you rather have Mark Ingram or Eddie Lacy? I'd rather have Ingram, um, but that's that's very close. Okay. Um, I'd rather have Lacy. I feel like the I feel like the Packers are going to go up a lot and they're going to be running the ball down the throat. All right. This week, would you rather have Mark Ingram or David Johnson? I have David Johnson right now. I feel like they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Uh, I mean, not throwing the ball a lot. They're going to be giving David Johnson the ball a whole of a, a whole lot of <laughs> a shitload because they're playing the Patriots without Tom Brady. Yep, uh, I have David Johnson. That one's not that close. I have David Johnson at number three. Number I have David three? Johnson at oh, seven. Okay. I've got David Johnson at eight myself, uh, but th- we're not talking about them right now. All right, and so would you rather have Mark Ingram or? Latavius Murray. Latavius. That's my line. Yeah, I have Ingram over him. Um, yeah, I feel like it's Mark Ingram. I, I I trust him a lot more than I trust Latavius Murray. I trust the offensive line for Oakland, and I trust the defense of the New Orleans Saints to be bad. Yeah, it's gonna. It's, it's a great. It's a great matchup for both for both of them. All right, as far as the wide receivers go, of course, we've got Brandon Cooks and Willie Sneed. Is there anybody else that you would be looking for as far as wide receivers on the New Orleans Saints this game? Yeah, Marquise Colson. He's coming on. Bad joke. Bad, bad joke, Armando. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe uh, Devery Henderson as well, right? Yeah, right. Lance Moore, play him in the championship game. Yeah, um, I, I, I currently have Brandon Cooks ranked um, number eight. You know, just behind Keenan Allen, he's going to have a good game. It's Oakland. They have a bad secondary. I know they tried to improve it this offseason, but uh, Drew Brees is going to throw all over. Brandon Cooks is a great start this week. Yep. Where do you and have Brandon Cooks, Brio? I got Brandon Cooks at number nine. And uh, I have, I'm feeling kind of crappy been... about that Willie Sneed bet I made earlier because uh, I need to move Sneed up. Where do you have him right now? Sneed's at 40, and he needs to go over players like Kevin White. You have him behind Kevin. Yeah, White. I'm, a, I'm adjusting it as we speak. That yeah, I have Willie. I have Willie Sneed at 38, and he's behind guys like Sanders, John Brown, Kelvin Benjamin um, in my ranks. Tavon Austin, I have him right behind Tavon Austin. I just moved him ahead of Tavon Austin and Kevin White. That puts him at 38. Oh, copycat. I've got Sneed myself at number 34. Brandon Cooks, I have just outside of my top twelve. I have him at number thirteen. I can't, I can't seem to move Willie Sneed higher, and I feel like he deserves to be higher. There's just other players you, I like more. Who are the three wide receivers that you have ahead of Willie Sneed? Vincent Jackson, John Brown, and Alan Hearns. Like I'm not moving Willie Sneed ahead of any of those guys. 
Yeah, it's a tricky spot. I mean, I have him behind. I have him behind guys like Devin, Devin Funches, Benjamin Brown, Sanders, and Tavon Austin. I see myself moving up like three or four spots. Yeah, I've got him. I, I, that's that seems to be about the right tier there. Like Vincent Jackson, Willie Snead, John Brown, just like you mentioned, um, even Tyler Lockett. Those guys I feel are in the same tier. Um, if you have the chance to play any of those guys, you know, depending on the matchup probably going to be probably going to be all right this week Willie Sneed like I said I've got him at 34 he's a low-end wide receiver three for me um so yeah yep and of course and of course Kobe Fleener for the tight end position where do you guys have Fleener this week I'm uh I'm uh very high on him and I'm not all too confident about it nah um I think the opportunity is there it's going to depend very much on that chemistry with Fleener and and Breeze. I think he has all the opportunity in the world. I have him at four. The upside is there. But there's definitely a scary floor that I would be worried about. Yeah, I have Coley Fleener all the way down at Ted. I, I have him way behind Gates, Julius Thomas, and Barnage. Um, I just All the bad news coming out of there, I'm just avoiding Fleener as much as I can. I'm still hopeful. I'm still hopeful on Kobe Fleener this year. I have him number six this week. Oakland Raiders gave up the third most third most fantasy points last year to tight ends, over ten points per game. Um, and like I said, I feel like this is going to be an offensive shootout. And I expect Kobe Fleener to go ahead and get his, even if the chemistry hasn't been the best this preseason with Drew Brees. Would you make a board bet on Kobe Fleener against two Gates? Yeah, I'll take Kobe Fleener. Okay, I'll take Gates. All right, Fulan on the audience, you can write that in your notebook. What did you just call him? Fulano. Fulano. That's what. You, that's a Cuban thing that you just call a random white guy. That's like. Oh, I know. That's the Cuban version of like John Doe. All right, we'll go ahead and move on then to the Miami Dolphins at the Seattle Seahawks. Of course, we're all Miami Dolphins fans here, so we're hoping for a win. But <sighs> it's gonna be a pretty tough matchup here. Uh, you're not a Dolphin fan. All right. Right. Uh, quarterback. Quarterback Ryan Tannehill. Then, where do you guys see him finishing this 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 week? On IR. Ooh, <laughs> that's that's pretty funny, but I hope not. Dude, I have him ranked number thirty. They are ten and a half point underdogs to the Seattle Seahawks. <sighs> the only thing I could say about this this is Seattle always starts off slow, so there is that chance. You know, Miami's coming out with you know. A light on their ass, or whatever it's called, light under their ass. Is that what it's called, guys? Is that the same? A fire, fire under, yeah, a fire under their butt. Um, yeah, I feel like they're they're, they're going to be in the game. They'll probably lose, but yeah, there's a little prayer there. Little little upset upset alert here. You don't think the Dolphins have a chance at all? I think there's. Hey, no, I think they definitely have a chance. Any given Sunday. Exactly. Any given Sunday. All right, Al Pacino. I currently have Ryan Tannehill at number 23. Obviously, it is going to be a tough matchup going into Seattle. Uh, the only the only hope that I can that I can see here is maybe Tannehill can get some kind of production late in the game. Uh, you know, once the Seahawks pretty much have it wrapped up at that point, so he might get you a few points there. But you know, otherwise, I'd look elsewhere this week. Of course, at running back, we've got the premier of Arian Foster, number one running back on that team, according to the official depth chart. We'll go ahead and see how that plays out in the game. Uh, but what, what do you guys see Arian Foster and Jay Ajayi this week? Are you playing any of them? You're hoping for a Foster touchdown at some point? That's that's really what you're hoping for. He's not going to get a ton of yardage. Maybe yeah. maybe receiving, he gets some, some dump-offs. 
Um, I really would, I really would not expect a huge game. You do have the possibility for a touchdown. He's going to be the goal line back. Other than that, I, you know, I would definitely temper your expectations for Foster for Week One. I'd expect, I'd, I'd expect him to get double digit points in a PPR league. He'll probably get, you know, four or five receptions, maybe get 50, 60 yards total. If he's able to get a touchdown on top of that, then he's just had a really good week. Yeah, I currently have him as number 30, and he's going to be catching the ball out of the backfield so much this game. So, yeah, there is that potential of a touchdown in PPR leagues for sure. Yeah, I've got him at number 29 myself. Jay Ajayi, uh, much, much lower than that. I've got him at number 47. I wouldn't be looking to play Jay Ajayi here. Uh, I'd be willing to play Arian Foster in a flex just for the upside, but, you know, like like Armando said and Brito said, temper your expectations this week until we see it with our own eyes. Let's say you had to make the decision, right, of Arian Foster or Marvin Jones in your flex this week. Standard league. Who would you take? I'll take Arian Marvin Foster. Jones. Arian Foster. I'll take Marvin Jones. They're gonna. They're, I think the Lions are going to be airing it out in that game as well. It's going to be a quarterback duel, and I expect Marvin Jones to go ahead and get a few catches, possibly even a touchdown. I will also take Marvin Jones, considering I have that real life decision. Yeah, I All would right. go. I go with Marvin Jones. Also, you guys want to make a bet on that? My boy no, for I'm this year, that. Marvin Jones, has now ended up on every single one of my fantasy teams. That's awesome. Yep. Or, or you're gonna regret it. I'm not gonna regret it. That's gonna be the my fantasy boy of the year at the wide receiver position. Oh boy. When are you gonna get a Marvin Jones jersey? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of jerseys I'd rather have over a Marvin Jones jersey. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Let's move into the wide receivers here. Jarvis Landry, Kenny Stills. What do we think about them this week? I currently have Jarvis Landry at number 26. Uh, Kenny Stills much lower than that. We'll start off with Landry here. Landry's going to end up with one of those stat lines of like 10 catches for like 60 yards. <laughs> it's going to be That's a lot of catches. It's going to be one of those games. <laughs> I would set the over-under catches for him at eight. Wow. I guess, yeah. You would, I, have, I, have, I have Landry ranked at 16. I know it's a lot higher than you guys, but he's going to get so many targets. Maybe he'll break one out. Re- I, I just had him ranked in top 16. Where, where would you guys set the over-under on catches for, for, for Landry? Ten. Six. You would, say, you would say the under on eight. Richard. I would, uh, I would say the under on eight. And Armando's taking the uh, over, okay. Uh, definitely, yeah. I would take the over on eight. Now, I don't think he's getting you ten fantasy points. I think he's gonna <laughs> I think he's gonna get like nine catches for sixty seven yards and zero touchdowns. And it's gonna be one of those games that you'll be happy with in a PPR league. But someone has a score a touchdown for the Dolphins. It's gonna be Landry, it's gonna be Aaron. I'm not Foster. so sure about that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you know what? Someone's gonna score a touchdown. If I had to bet on anybody, it would be Arian Foster, and that's why you I'd wouldn't be- bet on Jordan Cameron. I would not bet on no, him. no, I wouldn't. No, why not? The Seahawks gave up eight touchdowns last year to tight ends. Mm, I'm not even sure Jordan Cameron's a starting tight end anymore. Who would it be, Deion Sims? Yep, he was amazing last year before he got injured. No, nah, it's it's Jordan Cameron. Okay. But uh, he had a pretty, he had an awful preseason. We'll, we'll get into that in just a second. Kenny Stills, I would avoid playing this week, but he'll be a viable option um, as far as, you know, a dart throw flex kind of player in the coming weeks for as long as Devontae Parker continues to be hampered with these injuries to both of his hamstrings. 
I mean, I wouldn't be so sure. I mean, if Kenny still starts lighting the world on fire, I, I'll, they might stick with him. Fucking pyromaniac. <laughs> as long as he's sparking up the world, right? <laughs> All right. And, of course, uh, we just talked about tight ends. Jordan Cameron, um, you know, they're... There are going to be a lot better options. I have I have Jordan Cameron number twenty five right now. Where do you guys have him? Twenty three. I don't have him ranked. And this is the guy that just okay. All right. You don't have him ranked. So where do you have Deion Sims ranked then, Armando? Uh, twenty. Do you really have Deion Sims ranked twenty? Yeah. Interesting. Is that is that is that crazy? No, it's interesting if you believe that he's going to be the one in Miami. It's a fair ranking. Nice. It's a fair, it's a fair rank if you think he's going to start. All right. Uh, of course, on the other side of the ball, Russell Wilson at quarterback. Uh, we expect him to have a pretty big week. Uh, you know, going up against a pretty bad Miami Dolphin defense. I've got him at number two right now. Where do you have him, Breed? I know you said you have my number. You're in your top three as well. He's my number one quarterback. Your number one. Okay, Armando. Uh, I have a number five right now, um, or four. Sorry, I have you know Cam Newton right behind him and Carson Palmer ahead of him. I think they have better matchups. Um, Breeze and Rogers do. I just can't can't start Russell Wilson over those guys. I don't you, believe in you, Russell Wilson. You would you would rather start Russell Wilson? You you would rather start Carson Palmer against the New England Patriots over Russell Wilson against the Dolphins? Yeah, I I think you guys are underestimating the Dolphin defense at least for Week One. Dude, they they've had five they've had five months to prepare for this game. I believe they're gonna find a way to stop Russell Wilson just a little bit. Mm. Miami Dolphins were the worst team as far as you know, opponents running the ball on them. Um, And we'll get into that in just a second. I think that Russell Wilson, along with whoever's going to get the most carries at the running back position for the Seahawks are going to run all over the Dolphins. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the running back situation there. Of course, Thomas Rawls and Christine Michael are in the mix. So which one of which one of these guys are you ranking higher? You know, I have, I have Michael ranked higher for this week. Um, and I, I would believe it would be just this week only. I think Rawls is still going to play. He's still going to get some carries, and he's still going to be okay, right? He'll be effective. Um, I have him as my 36th-ranked running back, but I have Christine Michael inside of my top 20. He's my 20th. I'll be right back. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm I have, but I have Christine Michael ranked inside my top 20. My 20th-ranked running back this week is – is going to have a pretty decent week. Again, he's going to split his time with Rawls. Rawls will get some carries, um, and I think it's going to be the reverse of what I see for the rest of the season. But that Miami run defense is going to give up points, and um, as much as it pains me to say it, <laughs> they're going to get run all over by the Seahawks. Yeah, Armando, any thoughts on that? Armando just said he would be right back. Oh, I thought he said he was back already. Yeah, I'm I'm a little lower on the on the Seattle Seahawks running side. Um, Why? Yeah, I, 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 because I, I just I really don't know who's gonna be the guy there. Doesn't I mean, right now? It doesn't matter. The Dolphins allowed 24 points per game to opposing running backs last year. They allowed right. 1,846 rushing yards, 13 rushing touchdowns, not to mention eight receiving touchdowns to to running backs, which was the most in the NFL. 
they are not no, a good no, no. run I'm, defense. I'm not saying I'm not saying I have them, you know, crazy crazy low. I've got Rawls at 21 and Christian Michael at 23, so I've got them both as low end RB two simply because I, I don't think it's going to be a one man show there. Okay. They're going to be splitting that work, but they're both going to get theirs. That's fine. Like you're you're you're, you're a little bit higher on Christian Michael than I am. Um, I'm still hoping for Rawls being to, to being the primary there, um, but we really just have to wait and see here. I I fully expect them both to, to get their points though. Yeah, and we'll continue to you know hear about reports uh, just because we're previewing this game today doesn't mean we won't try to get some news um, about this tomorrow out to you guys and over the weekend on Twitter um, when it comes to the Dolphins defense their defensive line is okay they're a solid unit but their linebacking core is so poor and so porous it's going to be probably even worse this season that whoever's going to be a running back that can get anywhere near that second level of the defense, they're, they're going to get huge chunks of yardage. They're going to get dump-off passes. It's going to be a nice day for those running backs. Yeah, it's that you absolutely have to start any running back that is playing against the Dolphins, uh, maybe even the second running back on that depth chart, depending on who it is. Like, if you've got... Uh, I don't know if the Titans play the, the Dolphins this year, but if, like, Derrick Henry yeah, they goes do. up against the Dolphins, I'm starting Derrick Henry in that game. I think they play them in week five, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. So we'll move on then to the wide receivers. And, of course, on the Seahawks side, Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett. Are you expecting anything big out of them this week? I mean, obviously it's going to be it's gonna be pretty nasty there. I got Baldwin uh, as a middling wide receiver, too. I have a ranked 18. Um, I'm much more bullish on Lockett this year. I don't think the Dolphins have any semblance of a shutdown corner or anything like that, so I would expect, again, another decent output at that spot. Um, the Dolphins are not exactly horrible against wide receivers, though. They're, they're right in the middle of the pack. So pretty good week for Baldwin and a kind of maybe flex option for Lockett. Yeah, I've got I've got the same ranking for Doug Baldwin. I've got a num- at number 18, and I have Tyler Lockett as a mid to low end uh, wide receiver three. I've got him at number 29. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're pretty – where do you have Tyler Lockett? 32. 32, yeah. So, pretty much we, we agree there. Um, and then, of course, on the tight end side, Jimmy Graham is supposed to be playing in this week. Are you hopeful for him at all? Would you start him in any of your leagues? I – um. I'll be very surprised if he's uh in you know involved in this game. Yeah, I st- I'm still low on him. I've got him at number 23 myself. Um I just don't believe anything that these coaches are saying anymore. So, once I see Jimmy Graham on the field and I see that he's actually going to be productive cuz he could have his pads on and just be standing on the sideline all day, you know? Um so until I see it, Jimmy Graham, I'm still I'm still going to be low on him. Agreed. Yep. The next matchup then is the New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys. So this is going to be the the regular season debut of Dak Prescott on the Cowboys side. But we'll go ahead and we'll start off with the with the New York Giants side of the ball. Of course, Eli Manning there. I've got him in my top ten. I've got him at number nine. Where do you where, where do you have him this week? All right. So Mr. Eli Manning against the Dallas Cowboys defense. I have him at thirteen. And you know you think about the Cowboys and you think about their production against well, their you know how they were against quarterbacks last year they're right in the middle of the pack actually in the top half um their defense wasn't as porous uh, against quarterbacks as you would think um they're a very good 
control the ball offense, and they're also a poor run defense, um, very similar to what you might see uh, you know, against the Dolphins, where teams will probably be able to run on the Cowboys, uh, but you won't see elite fantasy production probably from Eli Manning um, this week. But I think he's still going to be you know, a low-end quarterback one, high-end QB two, and you'll be able to get away with him having a decent enough game. Yeah. Rashad Jennings, I mean, I expect him to have a pretty good game as well. You said the Dallas Cowboys run defense, not that good. I've got Rashad Jennings right now, number 19. Where do you have yep, him? Yep, exactly. I have I have Rashad Jennings at 19. I expect a very good week from him. And I, I expect the Giants to finally be able to go about giving one running back the work. For as long as Rashad Jennings can hold up. That's going to be the, the the scenario for me that I see playing out. So for as long as Jennings is healthy, especially going against a defense like the Cowboys, I like him this week. Yep, Cowboys gave up the eighth most fantasy points to running backs last year, including 92 receptions at the position. So you could see a pretty good game as far as receiving for Rashad Jennings. Maybe get about three or four catches there for a few yards. Um, of course, for the wide receiver side, we've got o- uh, o- I keep calling Odell Beckham ODB. The other day, I was <laughs> I was talking to my brother, and I said, yeah, ODB, ODB. And he's like, who the hell are you talking about, old dirty bastard? I'm like, no, Odell Beckham. He's like, that's that's not the abbreviation. No, there's OBJ. No, there's both. They're both used. Yeah? Yeah, OBJ and ODB are both used. You're you're okay there. Yeah. So, of course, Odell Beckham, you know, Sterling Shepard, who we're still hoping to finally see something out of. Where do you have them ranked this week? So, Odell Beckham, for me, I mean, I think he's going to have, you know, a pretty damn good week, exactly kind of. What you expect, I don't have him inside my top three like most people would. Again, I don't see that being a huge Eli Manning week. He's still going to lean on Odell Beckham. I have him at number seven. I don't think it's crazy to have him there. There's just a few guys that I like better. But if you have him, you're playing him. Who the hell are you going to play over him? Yeah, this is true. I've got I have him I have him at number three right now. Um, but I can understand you wanting to go ahead and have him at number seven. A lot of other wide receivers have more favorable matchups this week. Um, so, yeah, but I'm I'm good keeping him at number three. It's it's Odell Beckham. You know, he's he's, he's going to make one of these fabulous catches over the defense. He's going to catch a, a ridiculous touchdown. We're all going to see the highlight on Monday, and then we're going to be talking about it on the podcast. Can be fabulous. <laughs> um, what about the tight end situation? What's that looking like over there in New York? Uh, it's a mess. I was hoping somebody would emerge, and it's going to end up being a uh, two hundred two headed monster at the tight end position, and right now I don't think either one of them will benefit from it. Somebody's going to get the touchdown, probably, but, I mean, it's your guess as good as mine as who it's going to be. I have Donnell right now ranked slightly ahead of Will Ty. Um, I have Donnell at 25, Will Ty at 31, but I'm not starting either one until we can kind of get an idea of what that situation is going to shake out. Yeah, I've got Will Ty 26 and Larry Donnell 28, so... I mean, just like you said, until until we figure out who the hell the guy is, you know, just, just pick somebody else. Go ahead and take uh, take um, uh, what's his Clive name? Walford. Take Clive Walford. Exactly. You know, go ahead and, and pick him up instead of you're in this kind of situation. And if for some um, reason he's owned, you can get Vance McDonald against Vance McDonald against the uh, L.A. Rams. He on Monday night. He should have a good game too. Kyle Rudolph as well. You know, he might he might be available. Wait, there's two games on Monday night, huh? Yeah, there's two oh, games. Seven o'clock yeah. Seven o'clock. Just, I lo- that's, that's, that's what I love about the first Monday night game. You get two of them. Two of them. So you get two two for the price of 
Well, two. You're still paying for them. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So we'll go ahead and we'll talk about the Dallas Cowboys. And, of course, the official first regular season game of Dak Prescott. Well, how are you feeling about him this week? Every time I'm in the street, I hear Dak, 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 Dak. You know how many eye rolls we probably just got? <laughs> that's not a lot of people are listening this far into the podcast anyway. Yeah. That's fine. Just the guy that's j- j- just the guy that's keeping track of the or girl uh, like, keeping track of the bets. These fucking 300 800 t-shirts ain't worth it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have Dak Prescott at number 17. Uh, it's going to be a good game. Uh, you know, I expect Dak Prescott to be a, a middling, uh, middle-of-the-road quarterback, too, in this game. Where do you have him ranked? Mr. Dak Prescott? Okay, i got to scroll down, actually, because he's a little... That that far? Uh, 16. It's not. He's not crazy low. Giants defense was pretty bad against the pass last year. Um, on here, it says Giants defense against the quarterback was the third worst pass defense last year so we're kind of hedging bad defense rookie quarterback put it right in the middle you got a quarterback 16 well they gave up the most yards to quarterbacks last year almost 5,000 yards were given up uh with 31 touchdowns so pretty pretty bad oh a lot of those touchdowns could be attributed to drew Brees in that one ridiculous game that they had like 15 touchdowns but the yardage definitely they gave up more than anybody else last year yeah the giants know how to give it up What about then the wide receivers? We've got a, a trio here. We've got Des Bryant, we've got Terrence Williams, Cole Beasley's out there. Uh, how are you feeling about these guys? Obviously, Des Bryant's going to be the number one. Yeah, there. I'm only I'm Mike only Kerr. starting one of them. I know that Mike yeah. – uh, no, not Mike. I'm sorry. I know that Phil recommended a deep dive, you know, a dumpster dive. If you, if you had to pick up a wide receiver off the waiver wire, then Beasley might be an option for you because he's going to be available in less than – He's, he's taken in less than 5% of the league, so you can take that deep dive on Cole Beasley if you absolutely have to. But um, I have Des, you know, I have him at 16. For a lot of people, that might seem a little low. Um, really, you're banking on a touchdown, and more than half the time, Des gets it. We still have to see how Dak's going to work out. A lot of people are hopeful because of the preseason um, performances by both Des and Prescott. But, you know, let's see how this pans out in, in the first couple weeks. Cole Beasley's fun to watch, man. I don't know about you. Just He's, he's so little compared to everybody else in the field. He, what is he, like 5'7", five, 5'6", five, something like that? Um, but he's, he's, he's so little. He's quick on the field, man. It's, he's fun to watch. Um, obviously, I'm not starting him. That's that's a ridiculously deep dive there. No, Yeah, I um, have him as my wide receiver, wide receiver number 90. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that, that's that's a really really deep dive there, but somebody if if you have the bench space for him, you know why not go ahead and and, and see what he'll produce these first I, couple weeks, I, and if anything, just drop him. Yeah, um, to me the the guy that really has take is going to end up probably taking the hit with Romo being gone is Terrence Williams. Um, I I feel like I just have to, even though it's the Giants, I have to drop Terrence Williams far into my rankings. I don't trust him, and I don't see. Any format in which I'd be willing to play him. This is a ridiculously long podcast. We're we're over an hour and ten minutes around there. All right, all right. Let's uh let's speed it up. And then of course I running back Ezekiel Elliott. I mean he's he's inside of my top five. Where do you have him? Yeah, he's he's gonna be a, a top you know top five running back. We don't really need to talk too much about him. Yeah. I think you know. Yeah, if if you got him, start him obviously. 
Uh, but what about Jason Witten? Not a lot of people are drafting him, but he he's actually got a pretty good matchup this week. I have him at number eleven. Yeah, there's just there's guys I'd rather have. I mean, I'd rather even play Clive Walford at this point. So I don't know. I, yeah, that's that's pretty close. They both have good matchups. Yeah, um, but you know they don't both have rookie quarterbacks. As much as yeah. as much as Prescott might be good, he's a fourth round rookie quarterback for a reason. Yeah. What about uh Mr. Sixth round quarterback, Tom Brady? Anything you want to say to him? He was drafted late. That means nothing. I know what Carson Palmer wanted to say to him. What's that? That uh Carson Palmer said to Tom Brady, Get busted, you suffer the consequences. And what was it what was it that you really said though? He said, uh act like a bitch, get slapped like a bitch. Get slapped like a bitch. That's exactly what he told me. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, nothing more to talk about in that game. Uh, we'll go ahead and we'll go to the New England Patriots at the Arizona Cardinals. This is the Sunday night football game. So what we'll be seeing here, the, the premiere of Jimmy Garoppolo as well. He's only going to be playing four games this year. It's going to be Tom Brady, obviously, once he comes back. Um, are you playing Jimmy Garoppolo in any kind of format here? Yeah, if you're in a league uh, where you have players whose name sounds like a mobster, uh, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be... A top five pick. Jimmy Two Thumbs Garoppolo. Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, oh, Jimmy Two Thumbs. <laughs> oh, that's a great uh, nickname. Yeah. No, I don't. I've, why the hell would you be playing Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, I've got him at number 27. So, yeah. No. Even, even, even in two quarterback leagues, I'm not playing him this week. Yeah. And I'm, um, oh. and I think that, that uh, I have him as my last ranked quarterback. I'm at 32. And I think yeah. that really affects how I feel about the wide receivers in New England. Um, because when it comes to Edelman, I mean, people are going to have Edelman in their top 24. I moved Edelman all the way down to 32. I do not feel confident playing Edelman this week. Yeah, 32, that's exactly where I have him as well. That's pretty funny. And I'll say, I'll say something too. even crazier. Rob Gronkowski is not my number one tight end. For this week? For this week. That's fair. That's fine. Um, but he's he, you still got him in your top three at least. Yeah, he's number two. Who do you have number one? Jordan Reed. Yes, sir. Against Pittsburgh. Okay. Pittsburgh was yep, terrible against good, the tight end. That's a that's a good match there. All right. What about the running backs then? Legarrette Blunt, James White. What are you thinking there? Uh, I currently have Legarrette Blunt. Uh, pretty pretty low down there I'm, I'm scrolling I'm scrolling I'm scrolling I'm scrolling oh there he is number 37 so I've got him outside of the right, right at number number 37 of high end RB4 so he's pretty much you can, you can he, he can stay on my bench yeah you know if he gets a, if he ends up with a touchdown he'll save your day um, I have him at number 31 I got James White at 35 I see James White getting some production with little dump off passes um, you know they'll both be okay Running back three yeah. options. Yeah, I think I think it's more likely for James White to get the touchdown. You know, do, do a little dump off pass in the red zone and then run it in. I see that ha- much more likely than Legarrette Blount running it in. Hey man, Legarrette uh, Blount gets a lot of goal line rushes. I think I think there's just a good chance that he scores as anyone else on that offense. Okay, well then you at least think that Jimmy Garoppolo can get him that far then for him to be able to go out and get that goal line run. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the Patriots are going to shut out. No, no, not at all. But um, this, you know, compared compared to the rest of, to, to the rest of the New England games, I don't expect them to score a whole lot here. 
No. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the, the wide receivers. We've got a bunch of them to talk about in this game. Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan. Uh, you pretty much... The, the the number one wide receiver in that in that team we both have him at number thirty two so you can pretty much know our, our opinion already on the other two guys Danny Amendola if he if he even plays um, and Chris Hogan as well um, you know not much more to talk about there uh, you mentioned Gronkowski you have him at number two I still have him at number one I I'm, I'm not discounting Gronkowski he's 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 number one until he proves otherwise uh, Martellus Bennett would you play him at all in any format here. I mean, if you're in a league and you're really stuck at the tight end position, but I don't, I don't see why you wouldn't go pick up a Clive Walford, you know, pick up a Vance McDonald. I have Martellus Bennett um, right now at number sixteen at tight end. Uh, I would rather have a lot of options that you can pick up. Yeah, I had Martellus Bennett at number fourteen, but I just moved him down another two spots, down to sixteen. Uh, the Cardinals they did give up the fourteenth most uh, points last year to the tight end position. But because of the because of the situation there on the offense, um, I just don't see him having much value this week. Maybe maybe in another week where the fate where the matchup is a little more favorable and Garoppolo is a little more comfortable throwing it already. But not this week. I'll go ahead and I'll take a pass on that. As far as on the other side of the ball for the Arizona Cardinals, a lot of starters here. Uh, Carson Palmer, of course, at quarterback. Uh, where do you have him there? All right, I got Carson Palmer at number seven. Uh, Carson Palmer. <laughs> I'm sick, okay? What the hell do you expect? <laughs> Continue. Not, at least it's not the prepubescent voice crack. <laughs> it's more like I've been freaking talking for an hour and 15 minutes and my uh, my throat can't take it anymore. That's what she said. I think he's going to be just fine. I, I like Palmer this week. All right. I, I mean, he's still in the top 12 for me but not as high as he would be on any other week. I, like I said, I've got him at number 11. I've got the likes of Blake Bortles and, and even Eli Manning ahead of him for right now. That could change as we get closer to Sunday. Uh, so if you guys want to keep track of our rankings as we get closer to game day, uh, they'll definitely be updating after this. Uh, what about on the what about the running back side? David Johnson, um, I had to move him down quite a bit as well this week. I currently have him at number 8. You're a little more positive on him, though. Yeah, I... I... I expect a nice a nice week out of David Johnson, and I'll probably be saying that every single week. I don't see any reason to be so scared of the Patriots that I need to move or adjust David Johnson down. Yeah, but I mean the, the way I see it, the, the Patriots they did give up the, the the sixth least amount of points to the running back position. Um, you know they gave up just under fourteen hundred yards and really only eight touchdowns to the position all year, and that includes rushing and receiving for running backs. And of course, a lot of David Johnson's value comes in the receiving game. So I, I don't expect a you know I expect him to perform. Obviously, it's David Johnson. I've got him at number eight, but not not like he would on any other week where I may have him closer to number three or four. Right. That's uh, but but the but the matchup doesn't favor him this week. Um, as far as the wide receivers go, of course, the, the trio of Michael Floyd, John Brown, and Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, where do you see? Where, where do you have them ranked? Which which one is the one guy that you would start out of this group if you had to? You know, it's interesting. In my in my draft rankings, I have Michael Floyd ranked as my highest for season long. But when it comes to what I expect, I I expect the season to start out with a a lot more of that Larry Fitzgerald flow to it just like we saw last year so right now i have fitzgerald 26 i mean 25 michael floyd one spot behind him at 26 um i have john brown a lot lower um 
I got John Brown all the way down at 36, like we mentioned earlier in that other group with Snead and Jackson. Um, so I really do expect it to be the Fitzgerald show early on in the season. Okay, and that's fair. I I still have Michael Floyd ahead of uh, ahead of all, uh, both of them, actually. I've got Michael Floyd at number 22, John Brown at number 30, and then Larry Fitzgerald at number 33. So, um, And then, of course... No, no, really, no tight end to talk about on the on the Arizona side of the ball. You don't play. Uh, you don't play a tight end for Arizona ever. Yeah. All right, so that's gonna go ahead and wrap it up here for tonight for our NFC home game previews. I know that we still have two more NFC home games to go ahead and go over, but those are the two Monday night games. We're gonna go ahead and talk about those on our Friday episode. Of course, that's the Steelers at the Redskins and the Los Angeles Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. So. Like I said, we'll go ahead and we'll talk about those two games on the following podcast. Anything else you want to go ahead and talk about here, Brito, before we finish up? All right, so we do got a couple of things we'll be going through tomorrow. If you want to join the Pick'em Challenge with us, head on over to Twitter. We tweeted out the Pick'em Challenge, or you can head on over to ESPN. The Pick'em group is called... Uh, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Armando, that was the longest shit ever. I didn't say I had to take a shit. Um, my girlfriend brought bought a couch home, so I'm trying to bring it. I was bringing it down. I hate you, Armando.